0: Good evening, Multitaskers. It's your host, Adria, of the Mom Life Podcast. On this episode, I have the pleasure of conversing with Ms. Shanika Vale House. She's not only a wife and a mother of two beautiful little girls, but she's also an author, self-published, might I add, and a creative. I cannot tell you how grateful, um, Shanika, I am for you car- just carving out time to chat with me about how well you multitask. On top of being a wife, a mother, an author, and a creative, I just pray that our conversation tonight will bless other moms and enable them to find creative and useful ways to multitask with a purpose. So we're just gonna jump right into it. I I feel like I know you up close and personal, especially now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I <tell laughs> about my business so <laughs> I <ask you> guys. <laughs> so, But see that that's that's the part that I love about you. You're so open. You're so transparent. And we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> um, I feel like I know you up close and personal, but for those that don't know you, tell us who Shanika House is. Tell us where she's from. What does she do? Shanika
1: House is from Georgia. I'm a Woo-woo! Georgia I'm a Georgia peach raised in the G A Red Clay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm from Southeast Georgia, a country girl. Um I am, and you know what, it's, it's really funny because I oftentimes struggle uh, to um, share with people who I really am because sometimes the part of me that I focus so much on is not the totality of who I am, um, but I am, I'm a wife, I love being a wife, um, I am a mother, I love being a mother, um, and I am a servant, which is probably, outside of those, those two things, my greatest passion. Um, I love helping others. I love serving others. I love, um, really being used by God to just be the hand, his hands and feet here in the earth in whatever capacity he chooses to use me to do so. Um, that's, that's probably who I would say I am.
0: Sorry. I had, like I said, this episode is, um, is, uh, very personal because I like I said I call it my faith episode and just to see how you model that is such an inspiration Um, and I know as a millennial mother we're sometimes misunderstood as parents because our upbringing did not look like that of our parents or our grandparents but in following you on social media and just reading your posts and listening to your videos I love it by the way Um, I can tell you had a praying or have a praying grandmother because I know she's still alive. Can you share a little bit about the importance of having such an influential role model?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, It has shaped everything that I am today. Um, My mom was a single mom. And so I grew up in my grandparents house. My grandfather passed away when I was four. So it was literally just my mom, my grandma, and myself in the home, and so I literally watched her day in and day out uh, for most of my life. She worked um, at at the hospital, and um, she would get up every morning. I slept with my grandma. I used to I used to be embarrassed wow. about it, but literally, if I go home right now and I could dump my kids in somebody else's <laughs> bed. I will go and crawl into the bed with my grandmother. Um, I, love I slept, it. slept with my grandmother and she would get up five o'clock every morning religiously. And the first thing she would do is drop to her knees. Even still today when she prays, she will get down on her knees and she will pray and she would pray. And I would hear her even in my sleep, praying over all of her children, praying over her grandchildren um, praying about whatever was happening in the world, literally just in continuous intercession for everybody in her circle. And even outside of that. Um, And my grandmother is a very quiet woman. She's not a woman of of many words, but when she speaks, you definitely want to listen. So what I received from her, it was, it was, um, it was caught. It wasn't that she necessarily sat down and just taught me different things, said different things to me. But I literally watched the way that she moved each and every day, the way that she was, would treat people, the way that she responded when people, you know, would treat her certain ways. And I, I learned f- from catching those things, from watching her life, from patterning, wow. you know, my life after, after her life. She is literally my biggest influence.
0: Whoo! Listen, I the importance of really, and I I can say that too, uh, my grandmother, uh, God rest her soul, passed last April, April 29th. Um, so it's been a little over a year oh, since okay. she, and she was the same way. She was 94. And just to see how, and she was, pen, I mean, deep rooted, Pentecostal. Yes. I am like, Grandma, and she was one of those ones. She would get up early morning, night, when, whenever would pray. She would like, "Come on in here. We need to tarry so you can get the Holy Ghost." I'm like, <laughs> yes." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But <laughs> the importance, and like you too, the imp- like just watching her, um, it wasn't something that I just did because it it has made such a huge impact even in how i mother and how i am a wife and um just my teaching and my serving just watching her do that for 35 years Absolutely. um was really a blessing and shaped like i said shaped who i am today so as so what would you say to a mother or any young woman um who is struggling in her faith who because i know um we deal well, you deal with mothers from all walks of life. So everybody might not be on the same spiritual wavelength.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: what would you say to a mom who is struggling in their faith, who's struggling to just keep it together for on a day-to-day basis? Um, what
1: I typically would encourage those moms to do is take it minute by minute. Sometimes we just get so overwhelmed in the thought process of the, you know, the overall span of our day. And and even myself, I can think about, oh, I have to do all of this today. And then I'm overwhelmed before it's time for me to, you know, before I even start. And typically, it will prevent me from starting or being as productive as I would do. And so I've learned to uh, take it minute by minute by minute. And I think um, we often say first in the natural, then in the, in the spiritual, um, to take it minute by minute to know that you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all figured out right now. If you can trust God for the next five minutes, to for whatever it is that you have to, you know, whatever it is you have to do, if you're feeling a certain way, if you are sad, if you can trust God to, you know, come up out of this sad place just, you know, for this five minutes. And then when these five minutes are up, do it for the next five minutes. So just learning to go at your own pace and not, you know, receive inspiration from others, from who, from those who have been where you are and now have this great faith Don't compare where you are to where they are, but just know that if you go at your own pace, then one day you will get to where you're supposed to be because you can't judge your chapter one by somebody else's chapter 15. They've gone through 14 chapters of where you've been at. So you can't say, I'm supposed to be right here. You know, why doesn't my faith look like your faith? Well, baby, I've been through 14 chapters of this. So, you know, my life looks a little different right now. You start where you are in this chapter one and you build your faith
0: preach listen (laughs) i've I've, I've started to throw these headphones off and turn this (laughs) mic off and get my little dance in listen you are absolutely right and i for one can say that um and i was just i was just talking to my husband about this the other day and i was saying that how for many years i compared my journey to um others that i saw on social media that you know seemed to have it together but the holy spirit say um you wouldn't survive in their shoes Mm -mm. i'm like what (laughs) i was like but i've been through some stuff too but you wouldn't survive in their shoes so i had to learn to get out of that comparison trap yeah and not worry about what somebody else is doing in their life what somebody else is doing with their children where somebody else is going i'm like okay holy spirit just shut me down real quick but it was for the better and i'm so glad that um i can look to god for guidance and how i should figure this thing out because i'm i mean i'm a first time semi new mom so this is my first rodeo so i'm just like whoo.
1: <laughs> I got a lot
0: I got a lot to learn and I'm still learning, but it's been um it's been a joy. Um, so I'm not even complaining at all. Because uh, like you, I love being a wife and I love being a mother. Um now with your platform, Transparent Moments. I love that. I love the way you love on mothers. I love the way that you serve, how transparent you are concerning, not only motherhood, but uh, marriage. How do that, how did that come about? I would
1: say by accident, but we all know that nothing is really accidental uh, when we have submitted ourselves to, you know, just praying for God's will to be done in our lives. But um, me being transparent, actually started a couple years back when I was traveling as an assistant to my cousin. I was in a hotel room, and um, for those who haven't been following me for, you know, a long period of time, I grew up not knowing my biological father. I didn't meet him until I was in my early 20s, and the relationship after that, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't what I had expected it to really be, and one of the things that caused me i would say the most grief was because i didn't feel like he was really getting to know me to know all of the things that really Mm. made me who i was and i just kind of swallowed it and was like you know it is what it is and one night while we were on the road i was in my hotel room you know packing up getting ready for the flight the next morning and god spoke to me told me to share 32 things about me. I was 32 years old at the time. Shared shared 32 things about me to my biological father, but to put it on social media. And the thing here is I never spoke about my biological father. I grew up not, you know, mentioning him. I knew who he was. My family knew who he was. My mom and my grandma, they had a picture of him on um, the top of our piano My mom is dark skinned. My grandma is, you know, really brown skinned. So I was the lightest one in my family. So I always knew why I looked the way I looked because I had that picture as a reference. Um, But other than that, we never really, you know, spoke about him. And it was something that I will never forget. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, why would I do that? You know, I don't even talk about him like that so why right. would I put all of my business out like this on social me on social media like n- no I'm okay with that so I literally went back and forth with God until like <laughs> 4 30 and okay he won right so the next day I started the journey and every day for 32 days I shared something unique about me that I would want my biological father to know and I shared it with the entire world and I called it Dear John, which my mm. biological father's name is actually John. And so it was Dear John, hashtag Dear John 2014. And so every day was a different fact. And I really dug in and I shared some of the most personal, most vulnerable things on social media that I had ever shared with anyone. And that is where me being transparent on a social media platform began. So by the time, you know, you fast forward a couple of years and I'm married and I have children, and I literally, I've always tried to find God in everything. You know, people try to look for God in the, in right. the grandiose things, the really big things, and I've always searched for him, even in the mundane things. So uh, as I, you know, began to really parent my daughter, she was getting a little bit older, and there were certain things that I would say to her that would kick back to me and I would be like, Ooh, like I could, just, I could just hear, I could just hear God speaking to me so clearly through myself as I'm talking to my child, and I was like, "This is crazy." And I began to share that on social media, and I was like, "Okay, guys, transparent moment." And you know, people say that all the time, but it was one particular day. I can't, you know, sit down and tell you it was on, you know, Monday, right, January fifth, but it was just one day when I was typing it out the mom just jumped out at me. I was like, oh, it's a moment for moms. Okay. So from that point on, every time I would write it out, I would capitalize the M-O-M in the moment. And that's where it, it just started. Every time I would share, I would do it. And I would just say, this this is where real meets revelation because it's, the realness of motherhood is things that you do with your you know, children each and every day. But the difference between what I'm doing is because I can tell you the revelation that God has given to me as his child from what I use to parent my own child. So it's just me highlighting um, the grace that he's given me to mother in order to translate his goodness as a father. Woo!
0: Listen. <laughs> we can go ahead and pass around the collection plate, take up this good old love offering, and we're gonna call it done. <laughs> wow, I cannot begin to imagine how I would have been saying same. Like Lord, I'm not getting on this good social media, telling this man nothing, or telling him yeah. sharing with sharing my life. What? No, of, there
1: were days where my mom would call me in tears. I mean, because it was, it literally where it was my, not like deepest secrets, but it was just a way for me to share in mm-hmm. such a way that, you know, even the people who grew up with me my entire life, they were able to receive new insight about me and who I was and how I operated and how I felt about certain things. And, um. It was really, really freeing. It was, it was super hard to do. Some days, I would like have sweaty palms while I'm wow. typing out the caption. Uh, at the time, I think, I think my husband and I were that we were engaged, and I would call him and say, "Yo, I don't know if I can do this today." And he'd just be like, "Well, what did God say?" I'd be like, "Well, you already know what God <laughs> said.
0: God says do it, so you got to do it." <laughs>
1: he you know he didn't he didn't let up on me he didn't give me the outs that i was looking for on some days and he was just like you know he's already graced you to do this like you you can do this and i think one of the um most beautiful things that i saw from it was just people reaching out to me saying how you know whatever day it was oh my goodness how this freed me oh my goodness this took me back to my childhood and I was able to really you know just release this or oh my goodness I thought I was the only person in life who dealt with this and just to see the amount of people who were being freed from chains that had held them from you know, childhood people, you know, you expect for maybe one or two people who have daddy issues to get something from it, But it was people who had issues with their mothers. It was people who didn't have issues with their parents at all, the things that they were able to pull from. And I'd be like, you got that out of that. And it was just amazing to see how he used my obedience to just really touch people all literally all across the world. And that was when I really saw that. Okay, the things that I go through—they're not just for me. And if you say, "Okay, I want you to share this," no matter how hard it is, I- I'll say yes. I'll sh- I'll share it. Oh, and God. so that is that is where um, me being trans so transparent on social media began. You know, some people will look at stuff and they'd be like, "You know, you don't have to share. You don't have to share everything on social media." And I don't um but sometimes you know people will see things and judge and be like she's just doing it for for attention and I praise God for the grace that he's given me to do it because I've never now I don't know if people have ever just said that amongst themselves but I've never had to deal with interaction from anybody just you know trying to accuse me of having right. ill intentions with sharing any of my information and that's how I really know that this was you know something that God, God really yeah. Me, absolutely
0: yeah and that, I'm glad you, um, you shared that because I, uh, and I, I just, I have to take a moment and just, um, pause. I'm not going to start recording because I, I mean, this is, this is what we do. We're, this is who we are, but I just have to say this. I said, I said, Lord, now I'm over here trying to get this interview done and I'm not supposed to be telling all my business either. But um. I just have to share this with you. Thank you. I I first of all, I just want to say thank you um, for being transparent um, in that moment, you know, just opening up about your father. Thank you for and thank you for confirmation. Um, because I've been wrestling in my for the past, I want to say past couple of weeks, like three, three, four weeks. Um, every night just been waking up between four and five. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? Oh, wow, yeah. And the words that he would say, okay, when are you going to finish? And I'm like, finish what? So I'm going at every night. I'm like, "Lord," and I'm thinking, you know, okay, I got to get up, use the bathroom. My son got a nurse. No. When are you going to finish? And I'm like, finish what, Lord? Finish telling your story. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. I don't think I'm ready for that. (laughs) I said, "I listen. (laughs) I, uh, uh-uh, uh, so thank you, Shanika. Thank you. Thank you for your obedience. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to apologize for getting emotional. Um, but thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much for that because I got to finish. Um, And like you said, you don't do it for attention. You don't do it for likes. You don't do it, um, just to put a name out there for yourself, but you do it out of obedience. And I really admire that. I I'm inspired by it and I'm even motivated to finish my story. Um, well, that part of my story yeah. <laughs> um, God is still writing uh, my story, but um, just how traumatic um, my childhood was just even in my young adult life, it was very traumatic, but I thank God for grace mm-hmm. um, just to be able to still stand and be able to just speak my truth. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that, thank you for that. Thank you, it's, thank it's, you, thank you. So, um, it, it's so
1: amazing how when you, as hard as it is sometimes, the weight that is lifted from you once you really just kind of get it out there. And um, I'll share this dream that I, that I had with you it's been years ago, uh, probably before I ever even started you know really sharing transparently on social media maybe after I'm not sure but uh I had a dream that I was at a hotel down in the um almost kind of like a ballroom type room with a, a bunch of girls and I don't know if you've uh, seen that you know I used to love doing things with young girls, younger yes. girls that was just that was like something I was really well I am still really passionate about Um, And I was just there just kind of pouring into them and they were all engaged and we were just really having a good time and a deep talk and in the middle of me speaking with them Holy Spirit told me to leave and to go up to the rooftop of the hotel, Mm. and it felt really weird. Uh, but I didn't want to ignore it and I didn't want to be disobedient. So I told them to talk amongst themselves and that I would be right back. And I left out and I got on the, ho- uh, the hotel's elevator and I went up to the top floor to the roof. And as I got to the to the rooftop, there was one girl and she was standing there and she was out on the ledge. And oh, I began God. to this speak to her and just, um, whatever God told me to say to her was what I said to her. And she came down and she broke down crying and, you know, we just kind of embraced and we're getting ready to go back down where the other group of girls were. And I woke up and when I woke up from that dream, Holy Spirit told me never be afraid to go after the one. Never be afraid to leave the crowd to go after the one. And so I keep that with me all the time. And so it really humbles me as I get ready to share, because sometimes you can get so used to sharing and so many people saying, oh, my goodness, this was so good. This was for me. This blessed me. This was really good. Um, and then there are sometimes when nobody says anything or maybe one person will be like, oh, my goodness, this was just for me. And I've learned to, you know, be be content. With being obedient, no matter if, you know, a thousand people reaches out about it, or if one person reaches out about it, because as long as I was obedient and it, you know, it touched the one person that it was supposed to touch, I'm good. Like, I don't have to go, I don't have to run after the numbers and I don't have to, you know, run after being seen or being overly publicized. My mission is to be obedient and to make sure that I'm never just chasing a crowd, but to be obedient, to go after the one
0: okay can we say the benediction and be released <laughs> oh my gosh how can i be gathering myself over here because listen i it this this interview or this episode will be an hour long if i keep it up so i'm, I'm trying i'm trying to just stay on task and keep it to a minimum um but it's hard when you're, you're, you know, you're just conversing with somebody so genuine and just so open and transparent. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, switching gears a little bit. Um, so I see that you're an author and I actually, the book that I want, it's out of stock. So I said, I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna come back. But you're an author of not one book, but two books, right? Three or three let get me all the way together thank you <laughs> self-published self-published ma'am yeah. how <laughs> when how, how do you have t- like i i'm just i'm really trying to figure out how do you have time you've written three books and i i know one or two before you became a mother right um actually all three before i became a mother okay okay so all three before you became a mother wow but um, even still like oh gosh it,
1: it was um it was easy to write one because they were almost like downloads. The first children's book I literally sat down again while I was on the road traveling. So it wasn't that I wasn't busy at the time. It right. was just no, just I know life. you were. Yeah, <laughs> life just looked a little. It looked a little bit different. Um, but I was on the road and my cousin literally. We were on the on the plane and. We were sitting kind of like across from each other, across the aisle from each other. And she sent me a text message and she was like, God, just show me your first book. I had not even planned on writing anything. I've always loved to write, but it was never really a heart's desire of mine to be a published author. And she was like, God, just show me your first the first title the title of your first book and it's called the eye inside of me and when she said it it was like my baby leaked and um one one evening after a service on a wow. Sunday I was sitting in the hotel room and God literally just downloaded it all to me and as it came to me I wrote it down that's And that's dope. yep and wow. that's how That's how I, um, I did with both, like both of my children's book. And then the third, the third book is, um, a devotional for young adults. And that one was actually a journey, a 30 day journey that he personally had taken me through that. I, uh, that I had done a couple years, uh, prior to that. I had no idea would actually be a book. Um, I just did it because he told me to, it was a very rough time in my life. And I had a lot of questions and he told me give him 30 days and I was like, all right let's do 30 days and every day he gave me a topic he gave me a scripture he gave me something in my life to focus on and so as he gave it to me I wrote it down and I just kept it and what happened was the girls that he would connect me with when they would get in hard spots and hard seasons I would give it to them day by day I would send them the same things that I had gone through so that they could go through the journey and after probably about six or seven people and with doing that god was like okay this i want you to publish it and so that's how that's how i got that one so i've never had to really sit down and struggle to write a book because they've just kind of been
0: like downloads so yeah i love it i love it i love it i love it there listen there's a blessing in your obedience absolutely absolutely Listen, those of you that will be tuning in, if you don't get anything else, there's a blessing in your obedience. I'm here to tell you. Absolutely. So in kind of wrapping up, I don't want to wrap up, but I'm gonna have to wrap up. <laughs> but in wrapping up, um what would you well what advice would you give to other moms? that um i guess are struggling to multitask multitask task not only to multitask but just staying on top of you know prayer and just kind of walk doing that faith walk what advice would you give to them
1: oh my goodness um and it day by day day by day day by day day by day um and again, I, I have to be transparent. That is one of the things that I have struggled with, honestly, um, finding the time to do what it is I feel God calling me to do because it just feels like my plate is so full. And I'm like, you know, how do I, how do I find the time to do this? How do I, you know, make time to do this when you just feel like everything happens all at once? Yes. And uh what one of what I heard one of my friends say was God didn't do everything on the same day. Give yourself permission to not try to do everything Ooh. in one day. You know, if today is the day that we're gonna, you know, call light forth, then let that be what happens today. If this is the day that we're gonna separate, you know, the the sky from the seas, then let's do that. But give yourself a break from trying to do everything in one day because that's where you become overwhelmed and that is where the enemy comes in and begins to taunt you you can't there's no way you can get this done why are you even trying to do all of this you don't have it like that to be doing all of this you don't have the help that you need to do all of this and just kind of starts to throw all of these things in your face when you could just shut him down and be like aunt i'm not trying to do that today today is my day Uh to do x y and z (laughs) and just kind of give yourself give yourself the grace to um, not have to get it all done in one day. You can do it all, but you can't do it all in one day. And to, um, I, I would just, just say, um, be convicted to do better,
0: but mm. don't be
1: condemned to just take yourself out and not get it done. Because conviction can absolutely make you better. It makes you the best version of yourself. It doesn't always feel good, but it causes you to become better. But it's when you become condemned, when you allow the enemy to condemn you, that you become stagnant and complacent and you can't move from the place that you are. So be convicted to become better, but don't be condemned to be complacent.
0: Listen. The doors of the church are open and I invite you. Okay. Let me stop playing because I, I you know, gave the benediction for real. <laughs> uh, but I, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you so much for um, just taking a moment to just sit down and converse with me um, for being open, for being transparent. And like I said in the beginning, I know that this will be a blessing to those that will be tuning in. And I just pray that um, your very life continues to be a blessing to other moms, not only other moms, but other young women, uh, women in general. Um, I just pray blessings over your marriage, over your children, over every aspect of your life. And I just thank you for taking that time to just sit down with me, confirm some things for me. So thank you for that. I didn't even, this wasn't even about me, but um, I'm so glad that God used you to be, not only to be obedient, but just to speak to me um, concerning the, some things that he's told me to get done and um, I've been sitting on. So I thank you for that. And yeah, I'm so grateful. I really am. I'm so very grateful for you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I don't take it lightly um, at all that anyone chooses to share their platform with me. So thank you.
0: Of course. So last but not least, tell um How can others like, I know you're on social media, but not everybody um, who will be tuning in uh, follows you, but I pray that they will after listening to this uh, podcast, how can they um, follow you? How can they get in touch with you? Um, How can they, you know, purchase some of your apparel, you know, your books? I am um, on Instagram
1: at my transparent moments. Also. Um, at Shanika Vale House. It's S-H-A-N-I-C-K-A-V as in Victor, A-I-L house, like the house that you live in. So those are my two Instagram handles. I am on Facebook um, at Shanika Vale House. And my website is www.shanikavalehouse.com. And there you can buy uh, mom apparel. You can buy whatever books are in stock, but you can also purchase. (laughs) Purchase my books from Amazon. You can get all three of them there from Amazon. And um, yeah, if you want to email me, if social media is not your thing, you can um, contact me through the website. There's a contact page on there. So if you have any questions or, you know, whatever, you just want to chat and say, hey, I have a contact uh, tab on my website where you can reach out to me if you don't do social media. So I would absolutely love to hear from you.
0: As always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Mom Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and review on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Until next time, multitaskers. And remember, momming ain't easy, but we sure make it look good.